Saturday morning, that means it's health and fitness time and Professor Gordon Lynch is with us again on ABC Overnights. And our topic this week is fitness for health and longevity. So, Professor Gordon Lynch, good morning. Good morning, David. Longevity, that's what we're all looking for these days, isn't it? Hey? <laughs> it is, yeah. I mean, as long as it's, you know, the idea of living longer is certainly appealing, but really only if it's um, with good health, you know, if we can live a quality of life if we're living longer. So I think they go, I would say, hand in glove that we're talking about a health span rather than just living longer uh, for, for the sake of it. I think it's really about uh, the quality of life that we're leading. And so fitness plays an important role in that, and I wanted to touch on that uh, today. Yeah, what does it mean to actually be physically fit? Uh, how can fitness actually help us live a better quality of life? Yeah, no, it's, it's a good point. And, and, you know, if we ask ourselves, you know, are we physically fit? It, I mean, if you think about the definition of, of physical fitness, it's been described as the ability to carry out the tasks of everyday life without becoming overtired and with energy in reserve to deal with unexpected emergencies. So I think, I think about that definition. And, and to be honest, I think many of us would, would look at that and think, well, yeah, well, I'm, I'm physically fit, that means. And I, I really think that's not the case. And I think those sort of general definitions are, are well-meaning. But really, um, if we think about what it means to be physically fit and physically active, you think about the technological advances and engineering and so on over the, over the last decades that have allowed us really to go through most of the day with minimum exertion you know i think you know the idea of of um living an active life physical inactivity is such a a major problem in our in our sort of modern society and it's an important thing for health because we know that physical inactivity is a major risk factor for things like obesity and diabetes and and and, and cardiovascular diseases and so on so i think a definition of of physical fitness that I think is a bit more meaningful is is about the capability of, of our heart and our lungs and our circulation and our muscles to really perform at a sort of a maximum efficiency so that we can enjoy the best possible health and that term wellness, you know, the idea of living healthily uh, with with some degree of efficiency through the, the fitness of, of, of our overall systems. So physical fitness would enable you know, a lifestyle for people that who are unfit can't enjoy. So if you're fitter, generally your quality of life should be uh, improved and we've got to also think David about definitions of, of fitness being either health related and I think that's what really most of us are, are interested in it's, it's how it's going to affect our everyday lives but recognize that there's also sports specific fitness and, and different sports whether they're individual sports or or team sports your role in each of those would depend and your fit, physical fitness may be very specific to the role you're playing within that particular sport. So that's a different level. It's a very sort of uh, more intense form of training that gets us to a higher level of fit, physical fitness to perform that particular sport. But I thought well, we might concentrate on just the aspects of health because for us, thinking about living a quality of life, that's the most important. Well, let's go to the four basic components of physical fitness. What are they, Professor? Yeah, I've got, I've got four basic ones. There's a, there's a bit of debate and some textbooks add another one in there and I'll, I'll put that in a bit later. But the four basic components are cardiorespiratory endurance. And what that means is the ability of our heart and our lungs and our circulation 
to, to deliver oxygen and nutrients to our tissues. And as if we're working our muscles, we need to remove waste products in a very efficient manner. And you're doing that over an extended period of time. So if you think about if you're walking for a long period or running or jogging or cycling or swimming, all of those activities which cause us to sort of huff and puff, they're relying upon our, our cardiorespiratory endurance to perform at a particular level. So cardiorespiratory endurance is very important. Another aspect is, is strength, so uh, the ability of our muscle or a muscle group to exert force or develop power over a, a, a period of time. So it may be performing tasks like you know, getting up out of a chair or opening a cupboard. All of that requires some degree of muscle power. That's a combination of strength and speed. Um, but you know, I think strength is a major component of fitness as well for everyday life. With that is also muscular endurance. So we think about the ability of a muscle or a muscle group to sustain force over a period of time. It may be performing repeated tasks without getting too tired, and that is a very important thing for, for many tasks of daily living. And I think you know, if we think about the last component, which is one of the, the critical four, is flexibility. So that's the ability to move our joints and, and use our muscles through their full range of motion. And typically, as we get older, we sort of get a bit, uh, our joints start to get a bit rusty, I think, in terms of that. Oh, yeah. a, bit, a, bit, a bit of neglect as well, David. Yes. Um, and that's, for me, my aspect of what I need to really work on the most is my, is my flexibility. So cardiorespiratory endurance, strength, Muscular endurance and flexibility are those core four aspects of, of fitness. There are others, but I thought would focus on those four initially. Okay, Gordon. So how do we go about measuring these? And, and, and how do they help with everyday life activities as well? Yeah, so if we think about our, our cardiorespiratory endurance, I mean... That, that can be measured in different ways in a, in a laboratory setting and we don't have to get too technical. We can just think about how we perform over longer distance. So if we're walking a longer distance and, and really making a, you know, making it hard for ourselves, huffing and puffing, and so with, with a bit of speed involved, we can, we can measure how long we're walking a particular distance within a particular time. And so even for, for very sophisticated tests, they're usually 12-minute tests where you could cover the most distance in 12 minutes or a six-minute test and so on. You can, you can do that yourself and, and, and see how much distance you're covering within a particular time. That's one way you can do it. But you can really see if you're huffing and puffing. If, you're, if your fitness is not at a particular level, it's going to be difficult to perform those tasks. So if you have to walk or break into a jog for a particular period and it could be for an emergency situation or something like that having that fitness in reserve is going to allow you to perform that without getting overly tired and able to perform that task if you think about strength the ability to you know to really exert that force we can do different lifting exercises to measure how much strength a person can lift for particular exercises very specific around joints and so on but the real world application are, are those things I mentioned before like simple things like getting out of a chair without holding onto the armrest just using the the strength of the legs and the hips and and moving all those in, in, in an action that allows you to, to rise from a seated position. But you know, getting up off, off you know, a toilet, opening up a car door, opening up a cupboard, all those things 
require some degree of muscle strength. We take it for granted, but and certainly if we lose that strength, those those tasks become more difficult. The other aspects about endurance, you know, going through most of our tasks of daily living without being overly tired at night, usually that means we've really worked our muscles repeatedly over that piece. It could be working in the garden, uh, it could be climbing flights of stairs, it could be different things like that where our muscles are being you know, performing these repeated tasks. So that's a pretty important thing for, for the quality of life we lead as well. And when I talk about the flexibility, it's just often things like back pain and other things can be traced to uh, inflexible hamstrings or tightness in the hips or lower back and those sorts of things where a, a regular attention to range of motion and, and performing flexibility exercises may make things a lot easier and, it's, and I'm saying that because um, I need to pay more attention that, to that aspect of my fitness as well but those four components cardiorespiratory endurance, strength, muscular endurance and flexibility you put them all together and if you've got that level of fitness the quality of life, the, the activities of daily living should be a little bit easier. Okay and you mentioned there were some other components of physical fitness, what are they? Yeah, and there are there are a couple of things that I wanted to mention here because often people all roll them in and say, well, fitness is a whole range of things. I've put the the core four, but the other ones are motor skills. Yes. If you think about what that what that means, yes. it could be things like agility, it could be coordination, it could be speed, it could be balance, it could be reaction time. Usually, these are sort of mentioned, especially in sports specific things. But if you think about everyday activities, driving a car, your reaction time, you know, the ability to to avoid collisions, even if you're walking or running, to avoid obstacles, the ability to retain your balance, all of those things, the coordination to perform particular tasks. We take these these skills for granted, uh, but when we start to lose those faculties, life becomes pretty challenging. So the motor skills becomes an important aspect of overall fitness, and we can work on different aspects of that. Typically, it's more to do with sports in terms of agility and speed and, and balance and those things. But we can incorporate that into everyday activities as well. And the other thing I wanted to mention as another component of fitness, which is often put as, as one of the main ones is body composition. Now it's, it can, it's considered an important thing, an indicator of fitness because it's about our lean muscle to body fat mass. You know, we hear about the body mass index, sometimes it's not the most accurate way of doing it, but um, your, the relationship of your weight to your height, you can basically look in the mirror and think, hmm, maybe carrying a bit too much yes. here. Oh. You can be honest with yourself. Without, without. You've been looking, Gordon. You've been looking. <laughs> Nobody no shaming, and this is this is a, a pretty sensitive topic for many people as well. And I don't want to to do that. It's just about aspects of body weight and health. You know, you can you can increase the risk for many health conditions by being overweight. And given that within this country, more than half the population are typically overweight, um, if we can pay attention to that and, and think about how we can might lower body fat, that could be an, a major goal for many exercise programs. So if we're thinking about overall fitness, it's very difficult for us not to include body composition as a major component of that and paying attention to that when we're thinking about develop, you know, developing programs that have that in mind as well. Mm -hmm. I wanted to put all those things into in, in some sort of context to think that Yes, they can be very prescriptive and they can all be very textbook-like, but in fact, 
they're important for everyday life as well. All right. Now, what do we need to do to actually start getting physically fit? And uh, I know my little dog, she, she grew old and we didn't go for as long a walk as we used to. And uh, now that she's passed, I'm back into going for long walks. So that's a good start for me. I think that's a good start for everyone, David. I, mean, I think if we put all those different components of fitness, it's not just about one thing. It's not just about how strong you are. It's not just about how flexible you are. It's all these different components all melded together as an overall component of fitness. A training program should try and tackle each of those different things, take them into consideration. So how we can improve each of those components means we can get more enjoyment out of life if we're paying attention to them. So you mentioned about walking. I think that's a really good start. So improving cardiorespiratory endurance, we can do aerobic activities. So walking is a good one. Most able-bodied people who can start walking and get into a walking program always report they feel better, that their fitness improves. You have to keep making it challenging, but your fitness can improve quite dramatically. You can transition, you know, some people can transition to jogging and running and um, that's, that's really good for some people who can do that, but walking is a pretty good staple. Cycling, swimming exercises, all those aerobic exercises, if we can perform most of those you know, activities are to reach a target of around 30 minutes a day and that's not necessarily all in one block but over the course of the day fitness accumulates so that if we can do five minutes here 10 minutes there and get to that level um, our, our overall cardiorespiratory improvements should be better but right. we, should, yep. we need to work on it is there a magic exercise prescription for healthy aging well, I think there, there is, and I, I think if we think about all those different components of fitness, the ones that I think that we, sh- we should think about, for, for especially for longevity in mind and health span and, and you know, quality of life, it, it's, it's the aerobic activities on most days of the week, so paying attention to that, thinking about our muscle strength, so performing resistance training, so the strength and the endurance components can be achieved through you know, resistance training a couple of times, sometimes three times a week would be ideal, but not everyone has time to do that. So it's aerobics, it's strength, and it's also flexibility and balance. So if we're thinking about the neglected parts, it's flexibility, I think for sure. If we're thinking for the longer term about how we can go through without getting achy joints and sore backs and so on, often it's about the flexible side of things, the range of motion that's over time we, we sort of lose that, that flexibility we once had. But we can amazingly regain a lot of that if we pay attention to it. It's just devoting the time. And I, I used to use the ad breaks on the TV to, to, to do the stretching. I know you yeah. were... Yeah. The martial artists would have done a lot of flexibility. Lots uh, of stretching, yeah. 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 And if you, if you neglect that, you, you lose it pretty quickly. So it's about maintenance as well. So those are, those are the components. As, as, a, as an exercise prescription for healthy ageing, pay attention to the aerobic exercises on most days of the week. Intersperse those with the resistance training on a, you know, at least two. If we can go for three, that would be great for a whole body workout that gets, makes our muscles challenged and, and respond to that. And then don't neglect flexibility and balance. So exercises, that are stretching exercises, so we can do various stretches to, you know, for a range of motion at different joints. And the balance, David, could be quite simply standing on one foot and thinking, well, I can hold that, then closing your eyes and seeing how you can go. Yeah, yeah balance, yeah. These, these are things we can do, sensible exercises that improve balance without being silly and so on, 
Balance is a really important component of fitness, especially as we get older, because if we lose balance, we fall, we fracture, those things spell bad things, especially if we can't recover from those events. So um, pay pay attention to that healthy prescription. And I think the take-home message, you don't know what you've got until it's gone. So don't lose it. Try not to lose it. I think that's the idea, yes. It is. It's, it's about, it, it, I know it's an investment and, and yeah. I often get criticised by saying, well, we haven't got time for all that. But if it's about your own health and your ability to live longer in, in better quality health, then that, that time and effort that you invest should improve your physical fitness and allow you to have better long-term health. Um, for, you know, especially if we're thinking about longevity, it's about health span as well. Yeah, Gordon Lynch, it is always great to catch up with you. We can follow you on Twitter as well. Just that handle once again. It's at Gordon S. Lynch, at Gordon S. Lynch on Twitter. Uh, happy to, to get suggestions. I've had a few in the last couple of weeks, which are all adding up to the topic list, which I'll cover over the coming weeks and months. But I really appreciate the engagement with our listeners. Um, and if we can keep doing that, then that makes me, makes me very happy. So, so thanks for your support. Health and Fitness, Professor Gordon Lynch, thanks for your time this morning. Thanks a lot, David. Oh.